Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Sarah Evans of Seven Strategy and Sevens Digital PR. Sarah, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Sarah so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Sarah is the founder of, and CEO of Seven Strategy and Seven's Digital PR. Sarah serves as a digital correspondent and consultant to global brands as, and is a digital strategist and global brand correspondent as well, too, who works with companies worldwide to create and improve their social and digital strategies, advising on branding, marketing, advertising, and public relations. Additionally, Sarah is a digital correspondent for several companies, including PayPal, Cox Communications, MGM International, Walmart, Shorty Awards, and many more. Sarah, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's go for it. Let's do it. So to kick everything off, I wanted to just rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story, and we'll let you get started with your business? You know, it really... Uh started I think um, once I went to work in the real life the real world and uh, the office setting I realized very early on was not for me and if you hear some thudding upstairs I think my sitter is going to tell the kids to job <laughs> no worries. I uh, shooed everyone out and up um, so that'll be taken care of shortly no uh, I realized the office setting wasn't for me and I really enjoyed working for myself in fact the the key identifier was the passion I felt in the off hours when I was doing my own freelancing so I was essentially working two full-time jobs and part of the reason was out of fear going out on my own and the other reason was wanting to be responsible and have some sort of uh, safety net if I decided to really do this on my own. Um, so it was really a feeling for me and then uh, creating a, a plan of responsibility. Nice. I, I definitely appreciate that. And I think so many times people have those feelings, but they don't kind of step into them or they shoot them away. And I feel like sometimes you even start to miss those feelings if you, you know, shoot them away long enough. So I appreciate you for obviously having that, but just reminding us of how important it is to kind of step into that as well. Yeah, it was um, it was essential to my my being and my ability to my ability to use my abilities. When I finally mm. went out on my own and, and had this business, I feel very passionate and empowered, um, and also have that that sense of um, need to to keep doing and keep creating. I can't just sit back. Uh, you know, it 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 all rests on me. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's at the heart of true entrepreneurship is that creation word, you know, that you use and be able to kind of create, obviously you directly, you know, through the clients you work with, but also as a business and as a whole, be able to create opportunities for people that you work with, but also um, the people that are on our teams as well. Yes, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So speaking of some of these things that we're creating, could you take us through a little bit more on what you do for clients and how exactly you uh, support the clients you work with? The fun thing about what I do is that there's a little something different for every client. The reason I have seven strategy and sevens digital PR is because sometimes clients have 
various needs. Sometimes it's just strategy. Sometimes it's full force execution of that strategy. And the strategy is really where um, I pride myself on creating a very strong strategy, process, procedure, and ability to execute. Um, so a client will come to me with a problem that lies in the digital PR world or strategic communications and say, how do we solve this? Or here's an idea or a moment in time. How do we create influence, promote this, or get media placements? And we get to build a custom plan based on that. If they have the internal resources to be able to execute, you know, that's wonderful. If not, we're there to support them. So I get really a blank canvas with every client. I have some things I know that are tried and true and trusted. For example, if they're doing a large funding announcement, we, I really know that process and how it works and how we can make um, a big a big splash about that and get them some some attention, especially if it's a, a startup or this is someone announcing their Series A, they likely haven't had a lot of press and attention prior. So this is a very big moment in time for them. Um, so it changes uh, from client to client and no two days look the same for me. Nice. I definitely appreciate you for breaking that down. And it kind of sounds like you have the ability uh, to to kind of lean on, obviously, your your experience and your successes that you have with clients, but then to provide that customer approach. Because I imagine, as you mentioned, there's probably different goals, different types of businesses, different cultures, so many different aspects of each individual client that you have to kind of obviously lean on that experience, but also lean on the individuality of each of the clients and, and what they're trying to accomplish. For sure, because each client um, is trying to reach a different audience or audiences, whether it's B2B or B2C and sometimes an overlap, each of those has a completely different set of tactics and or strategies that, that are required to, to reach those audiences. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for you personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think what sets me apart and makes me unique is never resting on my laurels. I treat every client like a new adventure and I want to find the best way to help them reach their goals. My, my favorite thing at a very simple level is a client comes to me and they feel extremely stressed. They, they have this very um, big scope or project and then they come back to me once I can package it all together and they say, this feels easy. And at the end of the day, when my job is done well, no one really knows how it got done, just that it did and they feel relaxed, easy, and that their expectations were exceeded. Nice. And I almost feel like, I don't know if you, you feel the exact same way that to me, when you reach excellence and you're really great at your craft, that easy word comes about, not because it was easy from the very beginning, but because of, through the process of doing it and be able to kind of translate it to clients, um, it, it looks like it, it, it was just kind of a snap of the finger, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can use the same analogy with athletes. When you see a really exceptional athlete and you're like, wow, they make that look so easy, but there's so much skill, coordination, practice that goes uh, into making that look easy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gladwell's uh, 10,000 hours concept where you yeah. know, see the repetition of all the things behind the scenes to get to where you, you know, shoot the free throw or you throw the pass or catch the pass. You've done it so many times that it, it becomes easy because you've worked so much at it. Yeah, we are um, big Michael Jordan fans. So he's there you go. My inspo. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Last dance reference, definitely. Oh, yeah. So that was amazing uh, to mm -hmm. kind of see all that in the behind the scenes that we sometimes don't see to what makes somebody become great. 
Absolutely. I think we're on our fifth time watching that. <laughs> yes. I might have you beat there. So uh -uh. <laughs> my guilty pleasure for sure during all this quarantine time. So um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I want to give um, actually a really practical tip, um, especially for the audience listening, because many people say, how can I get media? How can I get more attention? I actually created out of um, Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, which is um, a service offered by Cision. Journalists can uh, send queries to that three times a day. You get an email and you can read through these queries and submit or pitch yourself for media opportunities. And there are really high level quality media opportunities in there. And I've created a few hacks out of this to make it work better for myself and all my clients. And there's two things that I've done. One is to set up an email label with keywords that I'm looking for in those emails. So the title could be something like important Harrow or insert your keyword if you're in fraud prevention, it could be fraud prevention Harrow. And if those keywords are contained, you get a separate email based off of all those emails so you don't have to scan and look through everything. Um, the other thing that I've done is create various templates on how to respond to the, to the media based on those deadlines so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you do outreach. And if one of your goals is to gain more influence or attention, um, it's something that's essential to check out, sign up for, and find a way to work for you. Many times it can seem overwhelming, but using a few hacks like that can really make it a lot easier. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business mm -hmm. self. I think it's learn what to let go of, what you are not best at. Um, that is something that took me a little bit of time to discover. And now I can very easily say, this is not my wheelhouse. It needs to go here. Whether I need to outsource someone, um, send it to someone on my contracted team, whatever it is, I need to get rid of that. And also learning to say no to the business that isn't a right fit. It is really painful as a business owner to say no to money, but I will tell you when you take on the wrong work and bring that money in, it costs you much more in the long term. Um, and, and I learned that through repeated mistakes and now have conditioned myself on when to say yes and when to say no. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Sarah, what does being a CEO mean to you? It really means I learn more every day what I don't know. Um, there's nothing scarier than throwing yourself into an absolute leader position and having to learn by fire, learn by mistakes, learn from experience. Obviously there are thousands upon thousands of resources in in the interwebs and in the internet world where you can go but there is nothing that prepares you for actually getting in and doing the work and you will make mistakes i feel like that that is the key thing you have to make big decisions and you make big mistakes when you're a ceo yeah absolutely and do you feel like you have to uh kind of um i guess be i think the phrase be comfortable being feel comfortable be comfortable feeling uncomfortable so to speak where you're all, all, when you automatically know that then when those mistakes happen or when those things you know come up that you don't expect them to come up or something you may not know you're not completely thrown off because you know that that's part of the of the process you know, I think um, it never feels good. I don't know that I am ever comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Every time it happens, I almost have to take a step back and say, okay, like, you know that you're going to have this feeling. Now, how do you deal with it? I almost have like 
a coaching moment with myself or self-talk. I don't know that I've ever reached the place of being comfortable in that because I do thrive off of excellence and I want to do well, yet there are always mistakes. Um, whether it's learning a better process or you've, you've inverted numbers in a report, you know, whatever that is, it, you, you just have to learn from it. And the one thing that I strive to do when I make those mistakes is not just apologize, but always apologize, own it, and change the process. Here's what I'm going to do differently now that this has happened. It doesn't fix this situation, but I need to protect it from happening again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many times, um, if you take those kind of roadblocks or those, you know, speed bumps or whatever might come up and might happen, and you use it as a way to get better and get stronger, as you do, as you mentioned, take a step back and be able to say, okay, this is how I'm going to do it better. You know, next time you continue to kind of, um, I guess, understand that those things that happen will eventually make you better because you continue to kind of move forward and learn from those. Yeah. I mean, you have to, it's the only way you can grow and it's, it's yeah. not fun and there's no one else you can blame. Right. Um, although sometimes I, I've made a few mistakes where I know children hanging on my legs under the table in the past six months have definitely resulted in some of those mistakes. <laughs> right. No, that, that makes so much sense. And I think, especially during this time, uh, I think, at least I think, you know, there's a little bit more grace from everybody because, you know, we're all kind of going through the same kind of disruption. Um, but being able to kind of understand, as you said, kind of in the beginning, I love that perspective about um, you, you, you understand that you're not necessarily going to know everything. You're not going to be able to do everything, but you continue to kind of move forward and you take the steps and, and have that high bar of excellence uh, will help you to get as close as possible as you can be to that. Yeah, I think that's my mantra. I don't know what I don't know. In fact, there was one period in my marriage where my husband would ask me questions and I felt like I had to have an answer or response. And one day he said, is that even the right answer? I said, I don't know. I just feel like I had to respond. And he said, well, why? Is it because I'm getting asked questions all day that I have to know the answer to. So I think I've conditioned myself to respond. Um, and finally, we, like he, it was such a, a personal moment, but he helped me realize I can say, I don't know. I don't have the answer, but let me, let me find out. Yeah, and I think that's extremely powerful. And I think you brought up a point that sometimes we forget as leaders is I, I know I have what I like to call a decision fatigue sometimes is because, like you yeah. said, you're making so many decisions, you have to answer so many things that sometimes you just are just answering things just because that's what you have to do. But kind of being aware of that under aware of that, you know, in that that role in that leadership role um, is important, but it's even more powerful to understand that we don't have to know everything. It's kind of a freeing feeling. Um, and when you're able to kind of step into that, you can find the answer. But if you're saying, okay, I don't know, but I can try to find it. I think that that's extremely powerful. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's core to public relations. Even when you work for a large organization, it's one of the central points people go to for information. And even if you don't know the answer, you're usually the people who can get people to the right answer. So I modified the entire way I respond to things and think if I don't have it, where can I send people or can I get it for them and, and give it to them? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's what a lot of people always want is just, you may not necessarily know the answer, but if you're going to put in the effort or try to find out what that answer is, then, or the right person, I should say, even too, um, I think that is definitely um, peace uh, for a lot of people. So truly appreciate that definition and that perspective. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. 
Well, I would love to chat with any and all of you. You can find me online on Twitter at PR Sarah Evans with an H. Uh, my email is PR Sarah Evans at gmail.com. And I'm all sorts of places, but um, I love talking to small biz owners and, and other folks who, who can feel and empathize with the, the highs and the lows. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we will have those links and information in the show notes, but definitely uh, love that you're able to kind of help highlight and help strategize with these businesses and organizations, because I often say the name of the game is visibility and being found and, and to be able to get your name and your information out there is so important so that people know exactly what you do and maybe even deeper level why you do it. Um, so I appreciate you for helping so many organizations do that. And, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.